what I want to do this morning is something a little unusual. Um, what I've been, what I do as a normal practice is I journal a lot, I write a lot, and I ask God a lot of questions, and I write uh, what I feel are the answers that He's given. And uh, I've kept a journal called Lockdown, and I went through it the other day to collect what I, I felt were the prophetic words that were um, kind of pertinent to me but also relevant for us as a local church. And as I was writing it and uh, reminding myself of what God has said, I just felt I wanted to read that to, to us this morning because I believe it gives us a, uh, a sense of a, a prophetic sense of what God's doing amongst us as a community in these days and offers something of, a, 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 I guess, a picture of where we're going. Um, the Bible says um, weigh prophecy. And I guess that means really to decide how much weight do you put on a prophetic word? And, and I'm not necessarily going to tell us what the application of the prophetic word is, but I'd like us as a community to weigh it together, to see how much weight it can carry, and also to be thinking prophetically, what are the applications of this and what does it look like for us as a community to walk it out? So this is a summary of some prophetic stuff that I've received uh, between April and I guess August this year. And it starts, um, when I write, I, I write as God is speaking to me. Um, obviously, when you're prophesying, you know in part, you prophesy in part, and you weigh all prophecy against uh, God's word. The Bible is the plumb line. But I like to write as God is speaking first person. It really cultivates in me a real sense of intimacy and communion with God and to hear his voice. And one of the things I recognize as I'm journaling often he says things that I never would think in a million years. He, he touches and speaks in a way that's uniquely him. And so this is the prophetic word that I uh, just wanted to read out to us this morning. God says, I want you to know with absolute clarity and confidence who I made you to be. And I just wanted to iterate into that as well, that this can be applied to you as an individual, but I do believe there's a corporate sense. There's a weight on this for us as a corporate group. So I want you to know with absolute clarity and confidence who I made you to be. I invite you into the certainty of the identity I have for you. And I want you to be bold in it. I'm inviting you into the clarity of seeing yourself the way I see you. I want you to know your assignment and my call. I want you to be so clear about the work I've commissioned you to do. This is a season of radical focus upon relationship with me. I'm going to cause you to find your voice and your message and your assignment. But it won't be found in conversations about problems, irritation and frustration. It will be found in intimacy and relationship with Holy Spirit. So come away with me. Come up here. 
and that's referring to Revelation 4. I want to introduce you to what I see and how I think about you. Lay down trying to figure it out. Take my hand. I want to lead you step by step. Let me surprise you. Let me delight you. Let me make this whole thing light and easy and joyful for you. Let me show you a whole new way of doing with me and being with me. Come with me and I will teach you and I will show you. Don't start with problems that need solutions. Start with slowing down and being with me. Don't fill your time trying to fix things. Rather, fill your time being with me. I want to reorientate you around my love. Choose to revolve around my love and you will find awesome answers in the place of satisfaction. You can't pursue answers from a posture of dissatisfaction. Only the satisfied in me can really hear what I want to do. I say, come closer and I will show you who you really are. I want you to be offensive and not defensive. I say, come closer and I will whisper clarity, wisdom, and solutions. You will have a knowing that will defy logic and understanding. The things I have for your life are hidden in the secret place, waiting for you to find and enjoy. I am eager for you to find them, because through them, the world is going to be loved very well by me through you. I want you to know that this is about delight. The wonder of Christianity is Christ. This is about adventure. This is about simplicity. This is about the reality that I am the life. Fruit is absolutely inevitable for the community and the individual who relaxes in Jesus. Green leaves and fruit in season are the guaranteed outcome of a life of delight. If you want to live and love like Jesus, you first have to take the journey to be with Jesus. Everything you long and ache for is only possible in abiding community with Jesus. You can't manufacture his perspective and outflow apart from communion. You can't strategize and talk yourself into it. This is a transitional moment, an educational moment, 
a time for resetting, rebooting, reforming, an invitation to embrace simplification. All transformation and shift starts in the simplicity of relationship with me. You, you shouldn't first think about what you can do. Think first about what you can be. Stop struggling to produce what can only be grown through resting and relaxing in me. Life is not first about producing for me, building for me, achieving for me, or bearing fruit for me. Rather, it's about simply loving me and being loved by me. I am calling CCK to be a church built around falling in love with God. The first goal for each believer is to simply enjoy their relationship with Jesus. All doing will flow out of first being with Jesus. Thus, the primary vision of the church is simply deep relationship. Your inner world with Jesus is the starting point of all supernatural outflow. The things we long for all overflow from intimacy and relational trust.